Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Things with Wings Productions, with the support of Whimsical Productions and Collected Sounds, presents Episode 2 of The Skylark Bell. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. If you recall, in our previous episode, we were introduced to our main character, Magpie, who had just moved into an old farmhouse on the outskirts of a small town called Pocket. In today's episode, we'll read Chapter 2, Lucas where Magpie meets the boy next door who takes her on a tour of Pocket, but seems reluctant to talk about the spooky abandoned house nearby and a mysterious old woman named Farfalla. So get comfortable, grab a blanket, a warm drink, and let's get started. The cool spring air hits Magpie's face as she walks down her long driveway. The cloudy sky makes the early evening seem darker than it should be. It casts a gray haze over the countryside. Magpie takes a deep breath and fills her lungs with the earthy smell of wet dirt and wildflowers, not at all phased by the muddy puddles along the side of the road. In fact, she's surprised by how comfortable she feels in the country after living in the city her whole life. She passes by the driveway that leads to the house next door. Next to it, a large mailbox with a bright red flag perches atop a thick wooden post. Next to the flag, worn letters spell out the surname Starling. Across the road, a little further down, she sees a long lane leading to a dilapidated two-story house. The house is completely dark. It looks like no one has lived there for decades and Magpie is instantly intrigued. She's so focused on the mysterious house, she doesn't hear footsteps coming up behind her. I wouldn't go there if I were you, says a voice in her ear. Magpie startles and turns around quickly. A boy about her age is standing by the side of the road next to her, wearing worn jeans, dark rubber boots, and a chunky knit sweater. Tousled black hair falls around his face, and his gray eyes look completely serious. Excuse me, she stammers, her heart still beating rapidly. You must be the new girl, he says. I'm Lucas Starling. I live, oh, next door to me, she says. Lucas looks at her, puzzled. How did you, are you psychic or something, he asks suspiciously, narrowing his eyes. 
Psychic? Magpie pauses, narrowing her eyes at him. How could he know? Um, no, I saw your mailbox, she says, pointing to it in the distance. Ah, he says with a single nod which sends his black curls waving back and forth. They stand, staring at one another for a moment, awkward silence between them, until Magpie realizes he's waiting for her to introduce herself. Oh, I'm Magpie, she says, reaching out to shake his hand. My mom and I just moved in today. I'm heading into town to grab some food. Which restaurant would you recommend, she asks. A smile teases the corner of Lucas's mouth. You're from the city, aren't you? It's more of a statement than a question. There's only one restaurant in town. It's called the Early Bird. You might want to hurry, though. They close in about an hour, he adds, glancing at his watch. Oh, I guess uh, I didn't realize... Magpie feels completely foolish. Why don't I walk with you? So you don't get lost, Lucas says with a wink. Magpie looks back at the abandoned house. She wants to ask Lucas to tell her more about it, but she's afraid he'll think she's weird. So she smiles at him, nodding, and they start walking toward Pocket. Lucas leads Magpie down the main street of town. It's mostly lined with tidy two-story homes with ornate trim around the windows, large front porches with swings and rocking chairs, and well-manicured flower beds. As they near the center of the small town, he begins to tell her about the handful of businesses that line its main street. First, they come across a gas station with old-style pumps from the 1940s. The gas station used to be a hitching post back in the day, before people had cars. The main building housed a tavern, I think it was called the Red Wing Inn, for people passing through town on the way to the larger cities on either side. The outside was painted bright red. I saw it in a painting once, says Lucas. Magpie can hear the passion in his voice. He's very knowledgeable and very interested in the history of the town. That's the Pocket General store, he says, pointing to a quaint building with gray wooden siding and a sloping roof. They carry everything from groceries to farm equipment. One of the kids, Sebastian, he's in our grade. You'll meet him next fall. You are going to Pocket High, right? He asks. Oh, yes, of course, she replies. Magpie has pushed all thoughts of school to the back of her mind. At her old school, the kids weren't particularly nice to her, and she's nervous about what might happen now that she's the new girl. Pocket High is just down the street at the end over there, says Lucas, pointing to the only cross street in the small town. It shares a huge lawn with the library next door, and we usually eat lunch out there under one of the trees. The principal, Mr. Swift, is pretty cool. He lets us plant a community garden at the back of the lot, where we grow all kinds of vegetables for families whose farms have had a bad season. That way they have enough food to get through the winter. Wow, that's amazing, says Magpie. It sounds like the people of Pocket are kind and giving. Maybe she has nothing to worry about. Where does that street go? Across from the school, she asks, pointing to the right. Oh, the house on the corner is actually a bakery, Tofetto's. Mr. Tofetto makes the best bread you've ever had, and his wife makes cakes and pastries, all different shapes and colors. We always get our birthday cakes there. 
Then, at the back of the street where all the blackberry bushes are, that's the house where Farfalla lives. He says it without offering any further explanation. Ah, here we are, he adds, not giving Magpie a chance to ask about the mysterious Farfalla and her blackberries. Magpie can't help but wonder why someone who's so happy to talk about the history of the town would be so mysterious about the abandoned house and the woman named Farfalla. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week as we pursue our adventure and read Chapter 3 of Meadow Lane and the Skylark Bell, where Magpie has an uncomfortable encounter with one of the locals and learns that the people of Pocket may have reason not to trust strangers. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. You don't want to miss a thing. Before I go, I'd like to thank Fate and Starling Publishing for this fantastically eerie story and Canal Elanion for composing equally fantastic and eerie music for this podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.